make one six. suppression on target. That's why I see him in the shot. Shot or no shot with Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in the shot. Good morning and welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000. And streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, John the Hood with you on this Back to Work Monday. It is now time for Shot or No Shot. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Good morning, boys. Cap, let's get the blood pressure down a little bit from last segment. LaGrange Bob got you. If you missed it, it'll be on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know why I get, like, I'm doing what I should be doing with my life this. Yes. Because I'm passionate about it. Yes, Why yes. do I let guys like that just drive me up a freaking wall? Well, I've been there with him, as you well know. So now it's your turn. Caleb Williams lost to Tulane. No, they lost 46-45. This is your in rare form this morning. Hood, this is for you. Shot or no shot. This is the angriest cap spend since his civic embarrassment rant about the Cubs. Uh, it's, it's it's right up there. It's in the team photo. LaGrange yeah. Bob struck a nerve, man. No, it's just that uh, you're just tired of just the nonsense. That's all. I mean, but that's what LaGrange Bob is there. See, we have callers in there just to tweak you, you know. They're, they're, they're put in place for this. Yeah, it's just. But you always take the cheese. I do. Le- just <laughs> let this man, Ryan Poles, do his job. He was brought here to do a job. And if you'll please read. Football Morning in America, where he said this is a chance to heal some of the mistakes of the past. Multiple picks. We're not one player away, folks. I don't care if Jalen Carter is a nine-time Pro Bowler. He ain't the difference between this and a Super Bowl. Love to have him. Get me a bunch of good players. A bunch. Let's go. Just be careful on the, the whole edict of trying to be safe. I want them to be able to get quality and still be able to. Can't they do both? I can't think both you them, can. can. Can both things be true? Can we both get what we want in that you're able to get yourself a couple of cornerstone players in the first round? At the same time, the second round, for the next few years, you can still be able to get good quality players. There's, there is talent throughout drafts. And I'm not telling you, again, don't trade the number one for 15 threes. If I'm picking 12 and 19 and 26 and I got three number ones over the next two years, I'm good. Hope he finds the right players because even though he might have time. Different argument. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, but it's all part of it, though. All right. Is it not? It's all part of it. Agreed. All right, boys. Ian Rappaport reported from the Combine yesterday that after watching the quarterbacks work out on Saturday, teams are now, quote, scrambling to trade the top pick in the to trade for the top pick in the draft. Listen to this. The people I've spoken with, as, as of right now, likely that the Bears end up moving the number one pick. Certainly they've had interest. I would say significant interest from several teams in the top ten about potentially coming up to one. And if you wondered why, what would teams want to trade a ton of draft capital for just to get all the way up to number one? We saw a lot of it today. These Quarterbacks are as talented a group as we've seen in at least in a couple years. Watched C.J. Stroud put on a show. Obviously, Bryce Young didn't do much today except for hang around. Will Levis uh, put on a show as well. And then Anthony Richardson, everything that he did. There's a lot of reasons why teams may have to move up to go take. Maybe the Raiders, the Panthers are still looking for a quarterback. All those teams at least potentially could end up trading draft capital and getting up to them. That's why Ryan Poles' phone is going to be one of the more intriguing items going forward over the next two months or so. 
All right, Rappaport added there's enough momentum the Bears could actually trade the number one pick ahead of free agency, which opens on March 15th. In modern NFL history, no top five pick has been traded before free agency. My question, shot or no shot, the Bears should buck that trend and strike when the iron's hot. Go ahead, Johnny. I would say say no shot if it's me, but for Ryan Poles, he might see something completely different, though, Cap. I say no shot for me, but if he sees something where it's like, but I got to get this deal now because I have a report th- these teams to be able to make that move, then go ahead. Yeah, for me, it's a shot if the deal makes sense. Right. If he picks up his phone, yellow, we offering what? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Well, let me get back to you. Let me see what else is out there in the next 12 hours. Right, but if some guy calls him, whoever it is, you pancake eating blankety blank from draft day and says uh, three number ones, David Putney, blah blah blah, because I feel like it. In okay. okay, he has an idea what the price is, and so if his phone rings and the price is in his mind this, and somebody gives him that or surpasses it, but the other end says you've got thirty minutes. In 30 minutes, this offer's off the table and I'm moving in a different direction. Then, then make the deal. You sure, absolutely. Whatever is best if it's for right. Whatever is best for Justin Fields, as I always tell you. Whatever is best for him, because he's the guy. He's one, for better or for worse, however people look at it, he's one of the pillars at this point in time. Right. Maybe. Maybe. That hasn't changed because he's still on the roster. Agreed. Yeah. And, I, and I like him. I'm all in. Yeah. But we may find a year from now, wow, Bears have three number one picks over the next two years, and they may use some of that to go get Caleb Williams, even though LaGrange Bob doesn't like him. Shay. All right, there's nothing like the combine in the draft. <laughs> Everybody's got an opinion on what the Bears should do with the number one pick. We know what they say about opinions. Everyone's got one. They all stink. One of the latest huh? voices to lend an opinion, though, is former running back Ladanian Tomlinson, who had this to say on NFL Network. I believe Chicago should trade out of their first pick. They need a plethora of positions to fill there in Chicago to put around Justin Field. You put this kid in your, in your backfield, your offense instantly gets a lot better. He's going to make Justin Fields better. I think B. John Robinson to Chicago. Obviously, you're going to get him around maybe the 10th pick. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. You get a lot of Certainly value the top right 10. away, LT. Yeah. You get a lot of value yeah. right away. There you go. B. John Robinson running back out of Texas in the top 10. Trade down. Shot or no shot? This is the single dumbest draft idea for the Bears yet. Oh, I think that's a shot. I mean, I've seen some other ones that are kind of questionable, but this is this is LaDainian Tomlinson looking at the Bears 10 years ago. Correct. All right, that's a that's a, a, a an analyst would say, you know, the Bears, you know, they're just meat and potatoes. They just run the football and play good defense. Well, you're better than that. It, I mean, of all things that you need to fill, I think running back's fine. Yeah, I'm with you. No sh- shot that this is one of the dumbest ideas. No shot that you're taking B. John Robinson in the top ten. Now, if you told me, wow, it, it, Obviously, people are paying attention to Carmen and Yurko. There, no running back is gone through pick twenty-five. Yeah, and Ryan Pohl says, "I got a like unbelievable grade. That's my guy. I got to get him." So he is able to move from I don't know whatever he's got in his thirty-three to twenty-nine, and he snatches him, and he feels okay. Whatever, top ten. 
Yeah. Get out of here. I mean, I know that Dijon Robinson's a good player. I mean, he's a he's a good Dijon, not Dijon Mustard. What's that? What? It's Bijan with a B for like the TV show Billions. You don't know. All I know wow. is that this Dijon <laughs> Mustard named after the mustard. All I know is that this Dijon, he's okay, okay, but not to the point where I'd have him at the number you know in my top ten. Absolutely not. He might be a good player, but I don't think Dijon's worth that. He's not. He's not going to cut the mustard for the Bears. Wow. <laughs> Okay. That might be a fine. What did I say? What? What? <laughs> you might get fined. Oh, oh my goodness. What did I say wrong? Isn't it the kid's name? What did no, I do? Bijan, like Bobby Axelrod with a B. Well, I'm mistaken. You don't have to yell, by the way. <laughs> wow. Son of a bitch. <laughs> he can't stop yelling this He's morning. He's just yelling at me. And hey. I'm his partner. Shot or no shot, he yelled at the guy on the plane. This is where I want to get to next. <laughs> okay. Because yeah, over the that's weekend. A shot. Cap, I know you experienced something similar to this, so I want to talk about it. Over the weekend, I, I was with some people from the station. Uh, we took an Uber from one bar to another. It was a Toyota Prius, obviously a very small car. If you know me, I'm a very large man. Uh, a bit of a fat ass, I call myself. Jake Cantu's girlfriend thought it would be funny to make me sit in the middle seat in the back of a Toyota Prius and then spend the entire ride talking about how uncomfortable everybody is. Shot or no shot, this is a douche move, putting me in the middle seat. <laughs> no, you're the douche for accepting it. <laughs> now we're crossing uh, segments and shows now. Why did you just not say no? Uh, absolutely not. Isn't that a Carmen Yurko bit? Who's the douche? Is that what they do? I think it's one of the segments yes, that they have. that yes. is a Carmen and Yurko bit. Who's the douche? Yeah. Okay, so um, I would say uh, Cap is correct. Unless, unless you just were comfortable in the middle. Between those two. He likes being dominated by women. Is that the case? All right. Is that the case? It's my business. All right? That's my oh, business. Oh, he talks about being out, drunk, out there on a Saturday night, but then that's his business. He likes to be dominated by smaller people. Well, Jay, I mean, if you know Jake Cantu, guy weighs 90 pounds. I thought we were going to bust the doors off the Uber with me in the middle. <laughs> this poor Prius. And then I'm squeezing them both either way. I was wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> the only reason I didn't get the front seat, my friend was out with us. He's 6'7", so he's oh. got to get shotgun. Oh, my God. And I get stuck riding bitch in the back seat. Oh, all right. Let's not do that. Cap. Damn. Cap, step in there and say something. No. That's not, let, you can't be saying that. Can he? Clean it up. <laughs> Cap, I know you had a similar experience on your flight. There was a problem with the middle seat. So every time I fly, Clean it up. my wife wants the window seat. Uh -huh. And that means I get the middle or I don't sit with her. And I like to sit with my wife. Of course. Why wouldn't you, right? There's comfort there. And I've said to her, you take the middle for a change. She's like, that's fine. But I'm going to sleep on your shoulder. Fine. That's the worst. You don't want her sleeping on your shoulder? If we're snuggled on the couch watching TV, that's different than a flight. I, and I'm trying to move around. I got my iPad. I don't sleep on planes unless I am, like, wiped out. Yeah. And we got the bulkhead. It was a huge plane, the one where it has, like, four seats in the middle, three oh, and yeah. three. It was that's, huge. It's huge, yeah. And it was sold out. 365 people on the flight. Coming back to Chicago? Yeah. They run it every day now from Vegas early from here there and afternoon from there here. And I get this guy who's built like Shea. Yep. Larger man. Yep. He sits down next to me. He's got the aisle. Now we get nothing in front of us. You can stretch your legs out. 
He's asleep before we leave the gate. He's kind of unkempt. He wasn't smelly, but I don't have a sense of smell. So, but he, both armrests, the armrests don't go up. Yeah. Both armrests, he's out, elbows out. No, no. One no. in my side. I got Mindy fast asleep next to me. I got no room whatsoever. The only time he woke, can I get a snack box? That's what he wanted. He wanted to buy a snack box. Uh-huh. Now he's trying to tear the cheese open and the chips or whatever hell else he's eating. And I finally said, you comfortable over there? Oh. <laughs> Ate his food right back asleep, elbows right back in my rib. No. He can only have one rest, not both. Right. Like, I got nothing. Right. Yeah, you got to. I think in that situation, when there's three people in a row, you get at least one armrest. Fair? Fair. Get at least one. He can't have both. Thank goodness I had full swing on Netflix, the golf uh, eight-part series. Uh-huh. It's amazing. I understand that, Captain. So I locked in on that and ignored this jackaloon to my right. Well, I think you step in there and say something. Like, hey, pal, I don't have an armrest here. He's asleep now. You know what? Just like he did you, little elbow to the ribs, right to the short ribs. I actually once put my arm like against his Bam! and tried to push it a little bit. Yeah. It was he was having none of that. The meat hook would not move, huh? No. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. We would we would have speaks. And I have a wife who literally before we, th- we sat on the runway for 20 minutes we were like a, we're 11th in line. And 20 minutes we finally take off. She's already asleep does not land until they made her put her seat up and we're landing. I don't know how she does that. Wow. I didn't sleep one wink on the plane. Around the NFL is coming up next and still to come. Courtney Cronin with her thoughts about the draft and the Bears and the NFL. All part of the mix on Cap and J-Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and J-Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean... What's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Uh-huh. Time to go around the National Football League right here on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. And still to come, an opportunity for you to be part of our 25th anniversary event. It's going to be at the House of Blues on March 24th. You can win tickets coming up at 8.50 right here on the home of the Bears ESPN 1000. Around the NFL, here's Shay Norling. Shay? I got three quarterback questions. I want to start with some coming out of the combine after the quarterbacks threw on Saturday and did their workouts in front of teams on the field. Uh, is Anthony Richardson really going to go number one overall? The Florida quarterback who all of the measurables jump off the page. He's tall. He's built. He can run. And now after throwing, everybody's talking about this guy. He might be the best quarterback in the draft. Hoodie, you and I watched him at Florida. Unimpressive. And yet... We're hearing he might be the best QB in the draft. Listen, and I always come with a warning label. As someone who watches a ton of college football, and Cap knows what I'm going to say, I'm looking at this through college football eyes. That's that's what I look at. You know who was wrong about Justin Herbert? This guy. You know who was wrong about Justin Herbert? Black and Abdallah. Shea Norling. Nothing I saw in college thought, man, this guy's going to be a difference maker. But with the right system and the right coaching, you never know. 
Anthony Richardson, when I saw in Florida, I see the measurables, and I know that he is wowing people at the combine. I just didn't see it in college. Then mean that he can't go to a system and, and flourish and do well. So we'll see. I called Alex Brown, Florida guy. Oh, God. Who's the best quarterback in the draft? He said, Anthony Richardson. He said, trust me, I talked to people down there. The kid can process. The kid can do everything. Uh-huh. Get a bad team around him in a tough league, as we all know. Mm-hmm. He believes Anthony Richardson's the guy. You know, that's where you make your bread and butter, by the way, in those uh, tough uh, Power 5 conferences there, especially in the SEC. That's when you know whether or not you're a difference maker or not, usually. Right? Yeah, not Let's so- not forget, there were people that had concerns on Patrick Mahomes until they got him into the meetings and the workouts and the whole deal and went, we're good. Yeah, but he was good in college. What does the team go? Five and six? So Grange who, Bob probably thinks he should have been an eighth round Who pick. cares? He had like 41 touchdowns to 10 picks. Mahomes was great in college. Anthony Richardson was not. <clears throat> you give me Patrick Mahomes, I can give you a whole bunch of busts that weren't very good in the first round. Yeah. I, all I'm telling you is, is that, again, I, I told you, I come with a guy that watches a ton of college football. That you do. Now, not, now, but But again, Cap, that's not an evaluation for me to tell you for sure, this guy's good. It's very rarely that I tell you, hey, man, I saw this guy in college. When he gets to the next level, he's already ready to play on Sundays. I rarely I tell you that in season, right? On a Saturday. Like, hey, man, I watched this guy on Saturday. He's already ready for Sundays. I never tell you that. Very rarely. But what I'm telling you is that with Anthony Richardson, the hope is that he gets into a good program. Mm-hmm. They can accentuate the positives, hide the negatives, and he can be everything that people say he is. What if he goes somewhere where he can sit behind a veteran for two seasons and all of a sudden you're like, wow. what did they do over the last 24 months with that guy? He looks amazing. You mean like the Texans like sit behind Davis Mills? No, they're, he, they're not bringing him back. <laughs> but like Aaron Rodgers, people yeah. forget, yeah. sat for three years. Uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes sat for a full year. Yet we watch other teams stick guys right in there and they struggle. Justin Herbert got in there pretty quick. Remember, he lost the job or didn't get the job. They gave it to Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. And then he got hurt. And it's been Herbert ever since. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Shane Orlay. All right, let's go back to last week. Uh, I believe this was Friday. Adam Schefter reporting from the NFL Combine about what Aaron Rodgers' decisions could be. Notice the decision he didn't have in his list of options. Yeah, my sense is there are continue to be more and more signs about him leaving Green Bay. And I think in the end, my sense is that ultimately it will come down to whether he wants to play elsewhere, which would be really the New York Jets, or whether he wants to retire. To me, those are the two most logical options and the two most likely scenarios here. But again, we have not heard from Aaron Rodgers himself. We have heard the Packers talk about Jordan Love and how much belief they have in him and how much progress he's made. And I think he's their quarterback of the future. Fellas, he's gone. I think I'm comfortable saying it for the first time ever. Just really comfortable. Rodgers is gone. Yo, where is he going? We heard right there the two options from Schefter. No, because it sounds like the Jets and Derek Carr are not. There's no deal. Like, the Jets He's not going elsewhere. We heard from Schefter. Retirement's the next option. He's going to walk away from $50 million over each of the next two years? Yeah. He's Chappelle. He's going to go to Africa. 
spend some time over there and then come back. Wow. That will say a lot. You know what? Here's something we don't talk about around the NFL. So whether it's Derek Carr or Rodgers, how close are the Jets from being a perennial playoff team under Salah? They've got a chance. If they get the quarterback thing right, they got, what did we say, Shay? 19 or 14 number one and two picks of their own that are on the roster. Jets? Yes. They've got a lot of talent there. Well, they have the guy who was maybe the best defensive player in football last year in uh, Sauce Gardner. You got Quinn and Williams, a great defensive tackle. The defense really is elite. It was top five in the NFL last year. They're a quarterback away. So a quarterback away from being the third best team Well, the problem in, is, the, in the AFC? East? Yeah, the problem is they play in the AFC. No, I, I think they're a quarterback away from contending to win that division, but yeah. they, they play in the wrong conference because you have to go through the gauntlet of quarterbacks to get to the Super Bowl. Hold on, brother. They're not nowhere close. I don't care what they add. Buffalo's the class of that AFC East for quite some time. They're number two. The the Bills? No. The, the Jets. The Jets. If they get a quarterback, I think they could contend with Buffalo. Their, I, defense, I agree. their defense is better than Buffalo's. So New England will still spin their wheels at 89. They being around there. They blow. And then Miami's still looking for what I still think they're still looking for a quarterback. Yeah, I'm not a huge Tua guy. I just think that that's... Something they need to so fix. Many issues there. Yeah. Okay. But seven and ten last year. You, you do make a salient point. Talk about the weapons that they have. It was slip sliding after their um, victory against the Bears. They couldn't win a ball game. Yeah, but they had the guy who so. uh, created White Lotus was playing quarterback for him. Mike this? White. Mike White. Yeah. <laughs> they so lost what are you their do? star running back Brees Hall, who was off to a great year. All right. Who else? All right, uh, how about multiple teams going after pencil ear? Many oh. teams are going after pencil ear laminated play sheet, Matt Patricia, uh, including the Philadelphia Eagles, who I read wanted to be a linebacker's coach, and Darius Slay, who played for Patricia in Detroit and got into a rather public spat. Not happy with the Eagles. Well, listen, and Cap can tell you this better than anybody. You know, as long as you have relationships and you're a decent guy, you can always get a job always. in the coaching fraternity. Correct. All right. No matter. I mean, there are still coaches today. Like Mike, like John Fox is still coaching somewhere. Correct. Where is he? Is a uh, uh, Indy, isn't he? I think it was Indy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he just got hired in Detroit. He's a defensive assistant or consultant right. or something. That's right. Right. He, I, Went so, from Indy to Detroit. So, okay. So, Cap, as you know. In this coaching fraternity, it does not surprise me that Coach Pencil still has an opportunity to coach someplace because they'll look at him and say, you worked with Belichick. You can't be all bad. The, obviously, again, the media has one perspective. Fans have a perspective. If there are guys in the league who respect his, his knowledge and like him as a guy, mm-hmm. you're going to get a job. Yeah. Just a fact. I will say, as a fan, I have watched this guy fail spectacularly in two places. Fail spectacularly. Mm-hmm. Now, when when he was with New England the first run, they gave up. I mean, they let everybody score. They were running a brothel. They let everybody score <laughs> yeah. the first stint when he was there. You look at Nick Foles putting up 41 in a Super Bowl on a Matt Patricia defense. You look at how they got gutted by Marcus Mariota. Then he goes to Detroit. Fails in the most spectacular fashion imaginable. He won, what, nine games in three seasons and got Darius Slade to demand a trade because of a very public spat where he said incredibly disrespectful things to Slay in the film room in front of the team. You can Google it. I won't get into what Patricia said, but 
mm. trust. It's not nice. Okay. Then he, he goes back to New England where he's the offensive coordinator and oversees the worst red zone offense in the NFL. Now he gets another gig? How do we keep letting this guy get a soft landing okay, spot? It you, doesn't make sense you, as a fan. Again, it makes you, no you, sense. You know that better than I do. That That's your team. He has what? Three Super Bowl rings? He's not all bad. Yes, I, but he can't. I understand. And when it's you, oh, great, you got a Super Bowl ring. You let the Falcons go up twenty-eight six, three on you again. It's not him like let his, them. The players let but them. But it's his defense. Like he's the guy that gets held accountable for it. Well, so he's the Belichick. guy. He's Belichick's the guy who could sure. Guy. But, but Patricia's the guy overseeing the defense. Couldn't scheme Marcus Mariota out of a game. Couldn't scheme Nick Foles out of a game. His defenses were never good. Then he fails incredibly publicly, socially in Detroit, gets the soft landing back with Belichick. I don't get how this guy just keeps getting a pillow to land on well, when everywhere he goes is a disaster. Well, I gave you the answer. The answer is is that as long as he's in the coaching fraternity, he'll find a, a landing spot unless you're a bad guy. I might be a bad guy to some media and definitely to some players, but as long as he's got a plan – or an idea that coaches say, you know what, he should be part of our system, it would not surprise me for him to get a job. Yeah, yeah. The resume speaks for itself. Absolutely. Shay just laid out the receipts there. But still, he's in the mix. Okay, while coaching right? the Patriots defense from 06 to 17, we're talking about the greatest coach in the history of the sport, put this guy in charge of his defense for 11 seasons. The team was top 10 in fewest points 11 of 12 years. His 2016 defense, number one in the NFL. Six rushing touchdowns allowed were fewest in the league in the entire season. He also helped the Patriots lead the NFL in turnover differential twice. Finished first in the AFC in 2011. Plus 28 turnover differential, tied for second highest. What are we doing here reading this? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Well, you just keep saying how awful this guy is, and I'm giving you... A freaking resume that's pretty impressive. He may be a horrible guy. I don't know this dude. But, I mean, we can't just throw dirt on his grave that he's sure horrifically bad. I'm telling you, he's, he's got a lot of quality there on his resume. Courtney Cronin's coming your way. She gives her thoughts about the Bears and the draft. That's all part of the mix on the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show. Here's today's headlines with Cap and J. Hood. Good morning, Chicago. Mike Clevenger won't face discipline from Major League Baseball, which closes investigation of allegations against the White Sox pitcher. The Bulls got a 42-point effort out of Zach Levine, but the Bulls lost 125-122. to 122. The Big Ten tournament bracket is set. Seven-seeded Illinois will take on Penn State on day two. That's on Thursday at 5.30. Northwestern sealed up their number two seed in the tournament with their win over Rutgers yesterday and will face the winner of Penn State and Illinois on Friday. That's at 5.30. Taylor Jenkins, the Memphis head coach, offered no timetable for a return for John Morant. Purdue over Illinois, 76-71. And Arch Madness, who was Drake over Bradley, 77-51. And longtime teammate here at ESPN 1000, the voice of the Rays, Dave Wills, passed away yesterday. Kevin Jay Hood are back. And you know this, man. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Keep your beak out of this. Courtney Cronin.
National Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN. I think you have to temper expectations if you are a Bears fan, just given everything that this team had to kind of undo. Breaking down the Bears and the latest NFL storylines. Team transcendent quarterback Ross is not this guy. You know, he's very legacy conscious. He wanted to go to Denver and build something and win a Super Bowl there. Courtney Cronin with Kevin J. Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Courtney Cronin covers the Bears for ESPN ESPN.com. She joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the CarX man. Good morning, Courtney. Hey, guys, how are you? What's up, Double C? That'll be a fine. Yep. One dollar to Bernie's right Bank now. Now. org. Got it. You go right What's up? Uh, just recovering from what was a very long week in Indianapolis. I mean, you guys were in and out, you know, there for a day or two. The rest of us are still uh, running on the whole three hours of sleep thing. So I envy you, but um, I also I also know how important of a week that was to be there for the totality of all the rumor seasons and all that in Indianapolis. We should tell Courtney the latest from Peter King. So did you read the Peter King Football Morning in America? I have not. Enlighten, please. Okay, so he sat down in Ryan Pohl's hotel suite, 19 stories above downtown Indy, and spent about an hour with him. And Pohl's, with a number of interesting quotes, I won't read all of them to you so you can read the article, but he did say... <laughs> That's not good. 19 the, floors, you said, Cap. Yeah. So you can see, so you can see Covington, Kentucky very clearly. Exactly. Now with this opportunity at the first pick, it feels like an opportunity to kind of heal some of the things that happened before and become a really good team. Everything feels right. He said, I know I can get a 2024 number one and a 2025 number one in a major package for a trade. However far down I go this year, I want to be sure I get a blue player. His turn for a premier first rounder, and there may only be six or eight of those when the Bears end up setting up their board. But he said, I did get a call outside the top ten, and for me to do that, it would have to really, really make sense. So it sounds like he's making a longer-term rebuild rather than, i got to turn this thing around right now. Well, no, I mean, that's what I think that's what we've been saying all along or anybody who doesn't believe in the quick fix one year turnaround. That's that's why they're looking for future draft capital. It's not so much the 2023 picks that polls can get in exchange for number one. It's the haul that could potentially include the 2024 first rounder as far out, I guess, as 2025 if they're able to go that route. Like you're thinking a Trey Lance sort of haul there if you're looking at that many picks into the future because of all the ones that the San Francisco 49ers had to give up to get up to three to get him, which was 2021, two, and three, and then obviously the, the additional later-round picks too. But it's I'm, I left Indianapolis not so sure of the haul, thinking it's going to be this incredible you know, thing that they get, that it's going to be a ton of picks and they're going to get to, like, name their price here. I just, I'm not really sure that teams looking at quarterbacks know that there's a surefire guy that they want to go get at number one. Yes, we know about the buzz around Anthony Richardson and his incredible combine workout. That's great. Does that mean he's going to be the number one prospect overall? I mean, Vegas's odds still have him as number two. Is Bryce Young a can't-miss prospect? He could be, but there's still everyone I talk to in Indianapolis doesn't have that general consensus that you give up heaven and earth to go and get him. So 
I understand where Poles is coming from in terms of his philosophy for how he wants to build this thing. That's similar to what he had told us the last, you know, the last time we met with him in Indianapolis when he was talking about being judicious still and, and trying to move back, and that's how they were leaning. But I just don't know if it's going to be, especially now that Jalen Carter and all the questions around him, you know, that, that threw a wrench into the Bears' plans. Like, if there's not two defenders in the top you know, five, six picks, whatever that you think you, you'd like to add to your team, does that take some leverage away from you uh, and what you're able to get for the number one overall pick? So I am I'm a little surprised, I guess, just by how aggressive he thinks teams are going to be to move up to that spot, considering we haven't even hit free agency yet to see where Aaron Rodgers is going to be, where Lamar Jackson is going to be on top of the actual free agent quarterbacks. Based on the whispers at the bar, uh, and and those that you talked to, are there other combine players that you had heard about that maybe the Bears could be interested in? Because again, the Bears have so many holes in that depth chart, Courtney. So, is there certain names that maybe could be linked to the Bears? Yeah, I think the free agent names that you start hearing about potentially, you know, like upgrades on the offensive line. I mean, Mike McGlinchey is one that you know could be. I mean, I know he plays right tackle, and I know that that would be pretty expensive. But that's one that I heard circulating towards the later part of the week, I think it's more just like the positions that they can look to add. I mean, I was kind of surprised, you know, in, someone I talked to within the team was, was pretty adamant about, well, they're, they need to keep players that there's certain players that they want to keep on this roster from last year to continue to build upon. And one of those guys was Nick Morrow. And not that I was surprised. I think Morrow's a solid player, but one that I didn't think would be, that's not a big splash sort of name because linebacker was brought up to me as a position that they could really go after here in free agency. And I, I what Paul said about trying to move the overall number one pick before free agency, because they think they could get a player in the mix. Um, I know that you and I, you guys had talked about it with me. I've talked about it with other people thinking, okay, well, is Carolina a team that would want to do that. And would Brian Burns potentially be a name, a big player contract that they could take on? And I tapped into that, and that was not the read that I got. So I don't know if that's maybe that means that they'd be out on that. I don't think that Carolina wants to move a player of that caliber. So I, if, if this thing really does get done, and there's some within the organization who I spoke with in Indianapolis who do believe it actually is possible to get done before the league year, you know, legal tampering period starts on March 13th, then I, I just, I'm curious to see which big player contract is going to get offloaded because that's what the Bears are going to have to do. Another thing, they don't have to spend $100 million in free agency. Yeah, they have the salary cap space, but that, according to the CBA, that stuff can roll over. It doesn't mean they have to go on a crazy spending spree all at once, but they will probably have to take on one to two big contracts, you know, in the next couple weeks if they end up doing that. The one name I was surprised to not hear, or really any of them so far, any of those receivers that had generated any buzz, the DeAndre Hopkinses, the Devontae Adams, people that, you know, are would be a massive upgrade at the position, but you'd have to get via trade. There really doesn't seem to be much buzz generated on that right now as far as the Bears adding to that position group. So in reading this whole thing, and I highly recommend everybody read it, Peter's so good. Uh, Ryan talks about getting the top pick, and we, he goes, literally, I was never on my radar screen that we were going to get number one. There's no way Houston's going to do what they did, and all of a sudden, 
They did. Now it sounds like you mentioned Carolina and Indianapolis. And I talked to someone this weekend in the league who said Anthony Richardson is without a doubt, and it's not his words, not mine, it's not close. Anthony Richardson is the number one quarterback in this draft. Do you think he's good enough Are you from what you hear from people in the league that they move heaven and earth to get that guy? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I had this discussion on radio yesterday morning, and I have talked with people about this throughout the week. His measurables are great. A quarterback that's 6'4", 240-plus pounds, that's awesome. If you want to make the comparison to Cam Newton, they're there. But think about what happened the first week of the season. They go and beat Utah by three, and he's on top, riding high on top of the world, and then he went and fell off a cliff against Kentucky. Guy had like a 54% completion percentage in college. I don't care how high you can jump in Indianapolis or how fast your 40 time is as a quarterback. Does that help you complete passes? Does that help you read defenses? That, to me, was the buzz that I got out of Indianapolis and talking to scouts where, you know, that's they're not convinced either. I mean, anybody can have a great combine workout, and certainly that will help your draft stocks. Does that mean that he goes – ahead of a C.J. Stroud, if, you know, if Stroud was expected to initially go number two at, quarter, at the quarterback spot, does that mean Richardson could go number two? Sure. He's not a polished product. He is still a project, even though he had no clue what that term meant when he was asked about it. Um, it's very obvious that's what he's going to be at this next level. Could he pan out to be a star? 100%. I think he might be a more explosive runner than Cam Newton was when he was with the Carolina Panthers. But I don't think that this is a proj- uh, prospect that you end up moving all the way up the draft board, giving up a lot of future first-round assets to get him because we just haven't seen him put it all together on the college tape yet. I think that that would be putting a lot more of the cart before the horse just because you're impressed by his measurables and his workout. Courtney, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. Take care. Have a great day. It is uh, Courtney Cronin on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Coming up next, Cap and I will give you an opportunity for you to check us out on the 24th of March for the 25th anniversary celebration for ESPN 1000. You want tickets? We'll tell you how to be able to get those tickets next on Cap and J Hood. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. We need caller five. We need caller 10. Regular line, 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. And the reason why is because now is the time, bless you, to be able to get yourself a pair of tickets to be part of our signature event, Cap, the 25th anniversary of ESPN 1000. Very, very cool event. And it's going to be at the House of Blues, and we're going to have a great time on the 24th. Indeed, the doors open at 11 a.m., and the live show goes on between 12 and 6 Again, House of Blues, you can go to LiveNation.com and search ESPN Chicago or, or Cap, someone could be able to answer one of our questions. We have an opportunity for you to go. And if you can just answer one of our questions, we have Caller 5 and Caller 10. Now, the reason why we have Caller 5 and Caller 10, Captain, in case Caller 5 does not get it, Caller 10 could get it. Correct. And if Caller 10 doesn't get it, then we got to re-rack the calls. And we have to re-rack or either sell them on the black market. Correct. 
So, I mean, it's a hot ticket. It is. You send Shay right down here by the subway, down this escalator. <laughs> yes. Who needs to? No, I'll get mugged. Don't do that. People are going to be out there. They'll, they'll beat me up to get their hands on these tickets. All right. Well, then, well, then definitely. Hopefully, no one wins, so we can get out there. All right. So, 312-332-3776 is our phone number. All right, Cap. Here we go. We're going to ask a question. Whoever answers it first, bam, knocks, knocks it down with two tickets for this great event. Let's see. Chris in New Lenox is on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Sup, Chris? You know, Not no, much. How y'all been? Well, we're good, man. You're good. Now, here's a question. Chris, are you a longtime listener to ESPN 1000? That I have. I actually interned with you, uh, Jay Hood, back in high school game night. Oh. <laughs> well, Chris, this should be easy for you then. How about that? We got a ringer. How about that? Chris, could you give the official call letters for ESPN 1000? What are the official call letters? 312-332-3776. Those aren't call letters. That's a phone number, you goof. (laughs) Come on, Chris. Sweet mother of God. And that's why he was just an intern. Correct. Never advanced. Wow. I thought he was a lock. Chris in Willowbrook on Cap and J Hood. Good morning, Chris. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. You're a longtime listener to ESPN 1000? I am. Okay. What are the official call letters? The official call letters for ESPN 1000. It is? Is it WMVP? That is WMVP. Congratulations, Chris. Thank you. Are you are you coming to the party? You get just one ticket. Are you coming? Uh, I mean, I won tickets. I no. hope so. I didn't catch the date on where they on when it was. May, but I'm uh, March twenty four at the House of Blues. March twenty four, House of Blues. Nice. That's awesome. Let's do it. You didn't con- you didn't confirm. Are you coming to the party? I got to check the schedule. I'm just all about winning the tickets, but I- I'm going to try. My God. What about that, Shay? If you win the tickets, Chris, you're coming to the party. The, the, the yeah. He's giving you a layup. Don't, you just say, yes, I'll be there. Don't sign up for a I'll contest. I'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, I got it. Can't go. Can I tell you something, Chris? Can yeah. I tell you something? So Cap and I have been known to be around the Willowbrook area, especially for golf, right? Correct. If you don't show, we'll be able to find you. All right. Sounds good, guys. So, so are you saying you're going to be there? I'm going to be there. If you don't, if you're not, don't show up. You and I are going to have a problem. Correct. All right. Sounds good, so guys. Friday, take the afternoon off, have some cocktails, take an Uber, go out to dinner, hang with us at the party for several hours. You'll have a great time. Let's do it, Chris. What's, what station just hooked you up with tickets to the ESPN 1000 25th celebration? ESPN WMVP. There you that's, go. That's, take that. That's fair enough. All right. Um, sidebar may approach. Yes, brought to you by Ankin Law. 3126 million for the great Howard Ankin. Sign my ball. Uh, maybe when you and Mindy go out to golf, you might have something new that you guys could do together. Besides just playing golf and having a good time. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do what Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones do? Why don't you do what they do? What do they do? Now, he's, uh, Douglas is 78, of course. Mm-hmm. And he uh, mentioned... That, um, you know, when he's golfing, if he doesn't get the ball to the ladies' tees at mm-hmm. the very least, mm-hmm. that uh, he is to whip it out on yeah, the course. That's a, that's a standard thing. 
you don't drive the ball past what we now call the forward tees. They used to be the ladies' tees. The what? I'm sorry. The They're fo- called the forward tees. If you can't get it past the ladies' tees, Cap. Right. You have to play with your junk hanging out for that hole. Well, have you done that? I have not. Well, Thank God. Well, you have to. Well, first of all, you're never going to. You'll be able to hit it to where you need to hit it. That's not a problem for you. Correct. But just in case it might be a windy day. That might be something that's fun for you. Now, again, it's for the guy. you got to whip it out if you don't get it past the quote-unquote ladies' tees. Correct. What about the ladies? What if, what if they can't get it done? What do they whip out? That I, I can't <laughs> tell you. <laughs> There's got to be a rule there, right? Something for, for them if they can't get the ball where it needs to be. Correct. Right? I did actually do that once. I hit a worm burner right up to the women's tee box, and all my friends made me play with it out the entire rest of that hole. Oh, wow. I Honestly, I thought it was a bigger loss for them than it was for me. I don't care. <laughs> so, so uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Michael Douglas. Douglas, at 78, still has to whip it out if he can't get it past Take the, that. the uh, forward tees, as you say. There you go. Should the Bears be going for quality or quantity? We answer that question for you in two minutes on Cap and J-Hood.